You are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm super excited to have Lauren Smith with me today. And we're going to chat about content creation, about attracting the right people, because Lauren is a marketing coach and she's helping mostly women moms in service-based businesses to attract the right clients for their high ticket offers. So I am very excited to have Lauren here with me today. Hi, Lauren. Hi, thank you for having me, Elena. I'm so excited to be here. So, Lauren, you're a marketing coach. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you started? What is your story? Yes. Um, so I have sort of always had my own business. When I went to go study, I studied marketing and graphic designing. And I was doing more of the done-for-you brand design and strategy and things like that. And it came to a point where I realized that, firstly, I was working for other people and I had my business on the side. And then I went full-time in my business. I went full-time in my business in a little bit of an unusual way because <laughs> my husband and I decided to move to a new city I was pregnant at the time and I had no savings in the bank to start my business which thinking back was a little bit crazy <laughs> but then I did the done for you branding so I would do the entire branding and the marketing strategy and then I just realized that the piece that was really lighting me up and was getting me all excited was the mindset and the strategy and the problem solving and really being able to give the tools to my clients to be able to build their own success instead of just giving them a piece that's done for them and then they don't really know how to implement it to the fullest extent to really get the value out of it that they need. So I decided to shift into marketing coaching and I have not looked back. I've enjoyed every moment of the whole thing, <laughs> you know, how business can be ups and downs. So that's just the short of how I got into uh, marketing coaching. And um, it's been about since 2011, which means it's been 10 years now, which is crazy <laughs> to think. <laughs> Wow, very interesting story. I think that this is more or less how we all start. We have similar stories that we have kind of crisis in a certain area, then we just start with business. I know that a lot of people started their online businesses now during the pandemic, yeah. and they need support of people like you. So I think that you have really great market, a lot of clients, a lot of potential clients to work with. So maybe you can, you know, give us some type of advice. I think that the most common thing in marketing communication is that we try really hard. We use all types of social media. We post a lot. We are doing lives. And so we try really hard, but it happens very often that we attract wrong people, that we don't attract people who are actually our ideal customers. Do you have any strategy on how to actually attract the right people to our business? Yes. So that is one of my favorite pieces to work on with my clients. So obviously, if you're really, really in the beginning stages of your business, it's not as effective because you want to sort of get a taste of 
who you want to be working with so that you can become more clear in your messaging. So in the beginning, it's just really good to take action, learn from your actions, get as many clients as you can, and then realize what you want and don't want. So the clients that I work best with have had a couple of clients already, and they have a general idea of who they want to be working with. And when we really dig into who you're targeting, that is when we can become more clear on the words that we use so that we're nurturing the right clients because all of us we resonate with certain words and certain thoughts and certain moments and when we can understand those thoughts and the words that our ideal clients use and the moments that they're experiencing that is when we can use it in our content to make them feel like we get them because the misconception a lot of the time is that people are using marketing to manipulate their people in buying from them which is not the case we so often can help our ideal clients in such an amazing way and such a passionate and empathetic way, but we don't know how to articulate it in words and we don't know how to make our ideal clients understand that we get them. And this is how when we understand the moments and the thoughts and the words and the emotions that they're experiencing, that's when we can create content that makes them feel like we get them, where they can start trusting us and then buying from us. So just to elaborate a little bit on those moments and words and thoughts that I keep repeating. And so for example, if you are a business owner and you do certain trainings in, you know, maybe a Facebook group or you do podcast episodes or whatever it is, you might find it quite stressful to press that go live button. And so if you were somebody that was helping other entrepreneurs become more confident in going live, you would be using that moment that they're experiencing before they hit that go live button as an example of why you understand the stress that they're going through right now to go live, but they know how important it is. They want to become more confident in doing that. And so when you can use those moments, your ideal clients are experiencing similar moments. And if you can use that in your content, they feel like you get them, you know, they can go like, I'm experiencing that moment. I don't want to feel so nervous. I don't want to take 15 minutes to hit that go live button. I really know that this is valuable to my audience and I want to do it faster. So that is an example of those thoughts and moments that we can use. It might be easy if we have those thoughts and moments, if our ideal client is similar to us, but sometimes our ideal client is someone completely different and it is hard to understand them and to make them feel heard, especially in the beginning of our business. Yeah. So when we are just starting, do you have any advice on this, how to make people feel heard and to speak with their own words and thoughts and feelings, how to understand them? and how to adapt your messaging. Yes, definitely. So definitely we want to listen to our ideal clients. We want to hear what words they are using and we want to put the emphasis on the emotions that they're experiencing. So we all make buying decisions from an emotional place and then we come up with a logical reason as to why we need this thing or why we needed to purchase this thing and then we like make it as if it's logical but first it was emotional you know like 
it just had to happen now. I needed to get somebody to help me clean my house because I just emotionally can't get myself to do it or whatever the situation is. And then you come up with a logical reason to say, you know, I don't have the time to do this and mathematically it all makes sense or whatever the situation is. So we come up with a logical reason. And if we can understand the emotions driving the actions that our ideal clients are taking, that is when we, you know, can create that content. So in the beginning, if you're struggling with understanding those emotions, a lot of market research helps a lot. So just asking the questions, not just asking questions about demographic questions, like where do you live? You know, what does your income look like? All of those things, but asking questions like what is currently happening with this problem that you're experiencing? How does it make you feel that you're experiencing this problem? Why would getting this solution be beneficial to you? What would it help you do? Asking deeper questions to dig into the emotions would really, really help in the beginning of your business. But also, as I say, working with just a couple of people to really understand. So if you have an understanding of who you want to be working with, getting those people on a market research call or listening to what they say if you have a specific client that you love or going into Facebook groups and looking at some of the posts that people ask there and then sort of just digging into those emotional pieces. Yes, we definitely need to ask questions to get to know people better and sometimes there is this problem that people don't know what they want themselves and what they need themselves yeah. we can clearly see for example you as a marketing coach i think that you can clearly see based on i don't know instagram feed or on the website that they clearly need a marketing coach yeah. but they say no i want i don't know to have more clients for example i want to increase my income and how can you communicate and kind of sell your services to people who think that they don't need your services, that their marketing is working perfectly well? Yes. So I love that question so much because it has so many layers. Firstly, sometimes we are trying to convince the wrong person to work with us. So they aren't necessarily our ideal clients. So if we have to sort of try and speak to somebody and really make them see the value that we have for them, and it's just so exhausting to sort of help them realize why they need us, then those aren't necessarily our ideal clients. Our ideal clients should already sort of know what problem they have. They have an idea that they need a solution to this problem. And then you need to help them see that they can get that solution, you know, type of thing. So for example, if you're a health coach and you don't want somebody who you need to convince to start having a healthier lifestyle, right? Because you can't force them to eat properly. You can't force them to exercise and you don't want to drag them through your program to help them get results, right? You want somebody to come to you and say, okay, I am ready to make a change. I'm ready to start eating healthily. I'm ready to listen to somebody. I'm ready to have that support. I know it's not always going to be easy and know I need to do mindset work or whatever the situation is or maybe that's something you then educate them on but they're coming there ready to make that change and that's what makes it so exciting when we're working with the messaging is that we can direct our messaging to the person who is ready to invest instead of that person who we're trying to sort of convince and say listen, you need marketing coaching. I can see <laughs> the other piece with the marketing coaching aspect of like when I can see people are 
needing help because they want to make more money and they feel like if they can reach more people, they can make more money. And when our messaging is speaking to too many different people, it can create confusion. And then people don't buy because the one day your post is speaking to them and then the next day they're a little bit confused and then they're like, I have this problem, but I don't necessarily have that problem. And so maybe I should just go to somebody who is definitely only working with a problem that I have, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. So we definitely need to address people who are ready for our services to use the right wording. And it is hard, I think, that when we are niching down and thinking only about our ideal client, so we cannot address any other people in our messaging. And I think that this is hard. And many people think, especially when they start their businesses, this is what I was thinking for sure when I changed the communication to everyone to communication only to my ideal clients in my social media. And I was thinking that a lot of people are missing out and I don't speak to everyone. I just speak to this particular group of people. So I think that we need to also adapt to it psychologically to break this barrier. It can be something that we really have to work through, like the psychological barrier that you're speaking of, because sometimes it comes from a scarcity piece, like nobody is going to buy from me. So I need to reach a lot of people. I can't just target this specific niche. And I mean, I was there too. You're not alone if you feel this way. You know, you'd want to try and especially in the beginning, you want to try and get as many clients as you can to make your business successful to know whether this is something you should continue doing right so I get that the other pieces where like somebody so for example I had a client who was a life coach and she was just worried that somebody who really needed her help would not reach out to her because her messaging was not speaking to that person and so we get into this piece where we feel like we're the only person that can help them and not in a bad way in a really compassionate way in that like your heart is out there for everyone struggling and you just really want to help them which is beautiful you know but that person might not necessarily 100% get the results that they're looking for if they work with you and so there are people out there that will get a better result from working with somebody who's more suited for them than suited for you so for example she works with women who have been in really abusive or tough relationships and so she was worried that there might be some men that need help as well but they won't reach out because of her feminine brand and her messaging that speaks to women in tough relationships and so I was saying to her like would a man I'm not saying it is impossible obviously anything is possible but would a man really be getting the best coaching life coaching from you or could they possibly get a male person who might get better results for them or not even a male person just somebody who's more inclined with their masculine emotions or whatever that looks like for her and so she really had to sit and be okay with the fact that she knows that that person will get somebody that will get good results and then lastly the other thing is just because your messaging is speaking to someone specific 
and somebody else who doesn't meet those criteria in your messaging comes your way does not mean that you have to say no to them. It just means that your messaging is generating leads for you with the person that you'd more likely want to work with. When somebody else comes your way and you feel like you have a great connection with them and you really want to help them, then you 1000% can definitely say yes to helping them. So we just really want to be specific in our messaging so that we're not creating content every day, all day, wasting time and it doesn't actually generate leads or give us a return on investment. Yes, yes, indeed. This is what we all would love to do, <laughs> to create a great <laughs> messaging consistent with uh, our values and also to attract the right people. And Lauren, I know that you are speaking about imposter syndrome and how it can help us to find the right wording to attract the right clients. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yes, this part gets me very excited because I did an imposter syndrome mini course and I found out that we get five different types, which is so fascinating, not only for ourselves to help us realize why we might not be feeling good enough, why we don't have confidence in a specific area and then not take certain actions. Those of you who don't know, our thoughts create our emotions, our emotions dictate the actions that we take. And the actions dictate the results that we get. So we can say that our thoughts are directly related to the results that we want to get. And so with the five different types of imposter syndromes, when we understand why we don't have confidence or why we feel like we're not worth investing in something for ourselves because we haven't proven that we're good enough or whatever the situation is, then, you know, we don't invest as fast maybe as we should or have known for the couple of months that we should be actually taking these actions and so if we understand that we can understand our ideal clients and how to show them that this belief of them not being good enough or them not getting the help that they need to get is actually keeping them small if you're a business owner that helps other business owners you know that Building a team helps you to grow your business faster. So if they feel like they're not good enough, if they have to ask for help, then they're not going to get help as fast as they need to, to get the growth as fast as they need to. So would you like me to dig into the five different types just quickly or should yes, I give you yes. one Yes, let's, let's go through the types of imposter syndrome because it is really interesting. And how can we address all those different types? So the first one is the perfectionist. So it says it all. The perfectionist wants everything to be perfect. If things aren't perfect, they don't feel good enough. They set unrealistic goals. And then if they don't meet those unrealistic goals, their inner critic flares up, tells them how terrible they are. The second one is the superwoman. So the superwoman or man, if you're a man, so you just generally feel like you need to be doing all of the things go 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 all the time you answer emails or clients after hours you struggle to switch off because you just feel like you have to be doing this thing in order to be good enough the third one is the soloist so the soloist feels that they have to do everything on their own otherwise they're not good enough if they have to ask for help then it means that they're failing the fourth one is the natural genius so the natural genius previously found things easy and naturally easy to do 
And then when they struggle with something, they feel like a failure, they feel like they should be able to do this on the first try type of thing. And so they don't take challenges up that easily or specifically in an area where they're struggling, then they struggle to take up those challenges. And then the fifth one is the expert. So the expert feels like they need to know all of the information. They need to have all of the information before they can move forward. They don't want to look stupid if they ask or answer any questions. If they're applying for a job or if a client is asking for a specific person to help them and you help them in that area but you don't tick all of the boxes then you don't like you don't put up your hand or you don't comment on their thread because you can help them with x and y but not with z and so you don't even bother sort of connecting so so those are the five different types and yeah, each so of them i just understood their... that i'm definitely a superwoman oh. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a lot of women have that <laughs> this is, and this is so frustrating i try to get rid of this but it is it is so hard but yeah i think that we all have our type and yeah. all people our clients also have our type so how can we adapt our communication to those types yeah so i feel like all of us as businesses have that superwoman thing because we don't want to we're scared if we're not constantly busy in our business that we're not going to be making the money or getting the clients all of those things so it can be very dangerous because it leads to burnout right and you said that our clients are also experiencing 70% of people experience imposter syndrome I do believe that it's more amongst the women than it is amongst men I would also say that many more experiences imposter syndrome than what the statistics say. <laughs> and so when we understand these different types of imposter syndrome, we know where to start asking questions if we're doing market research to identify which one they're experiencing and then using the words to help them realize what it is that's holding them back. So for example, if you have a VA business and your ideal client's struggles from perfectionist and the soloist imposter syndrome your ideal client is going to really struggle to hand over tasks because firstly they want it to be perfect and secondly they don't feel good enough if they have to hand over tasks the first thing you can do is like logical things to make your client feel at ease like I have this onboarding process I have this process where you approve everything before I post or send the email or whatever your VA does and then the second one is helping them see that the belief where asking for help means that they're not good enough is actually holding them back and if we can help them see that they are not a failure to ask for help to get a VA to help them in their business, it actually means that they can grow a business, they can build a team and they can get and help so many more people if they get help in these areas where they don't need to be in their business, where they need to be in the CEO, creative, serving clients piece of their business. So when we can understand those ideal clients, we can address those beliefs that are holding me back. We can address the fears that they have and show them how we take them through it and they don't have to be as scared and all of those amazing things. Yes, I think that it is really great to address this type of imposter syndrome in your communication because it is so intimate and you kind of have these fears, those inner doubts. And when someone shows that they understand you, yeah. you're like, wow, 
I, I'm not alone in this and uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be this way. So I think it is really a good tool. So thank you very much, Lauren, for all oh. your tips. It is really amazing what you're teaching your clients. And I think that you have more potential clients to get. So if someone from our listeners, they want to contact you and to know more about your services, where can they find you? Oh, thank you for having me. It's been great. So they can find me on Instagram. My handle is at laurensmith.com0202 at the end. Or they can get me on Facebook, Lauren Smith Coaching. I love to connect as well. So if you found this helpful, say hi on Instagram. I'd love to connect to anyone. So it's awesome. Perfect, perfect. We will for sure put all your social media in our show notes so that our listeners can immediately jump on your Instagram <laughs> and message you. Thank you so thank much, you Lauren, so much. for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Lena. It's been amazing. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders. See you in the next episode.